22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Right now, we are in a post-endgame world, and I think we're all trying to figure out what's happening next, but there's no hero to help us out than our friendly neighborhood cap. <laughs> Welcome to a webberific edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 132. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man who is known to be the Rotten Tomato, MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Dad, how could you make my son miss an entire semester of school? I mean, he's... He's not like he's a hot girl. He can't just bail on his life and set up shop in someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> take the guess. Take the guess. Um, that's Morty. That's uh, Beth. Ah, so ah. close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> and the other gentleman that w- that's with us is the man who is known as the Zen critic, RT Square, Ralph the Tech. You know, the other day when I was watching Spider-Man, a thought came into my head. I know it happens every once in a while, but when you really think about it, spiders, they can bungee jump whenever they want. No? <laughs> you no, know what's funny? <laughs> Whoops. There it goes. Wow. No? no? It wasn't worthy of either. <laughs> what's funny is we haven't been gone that long. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> One day we haven't been gone that long. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we haven't been gone that long for, for Ralph to not to know the keyboard. I mean, come on. Yeah, well... Well, you know, at least we know some things don't change. Listen, let's, just, you, let's just say we get what we pay for. You know what happened is I, I moved the keyboard a centimeter to my left. So, you know, it, it, it just moved everything out of place. So you, can ho- so you can hold it with your right? Oh, sorry, the wrong thing. I have to readjust. Hold on. Oh, God. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. No, Are you sitting on your keys? Oh, but he doesn't get get a rim shot. All right. (laughs) All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, obviously, if Ralph didn't give it away and if the the cover drawing didn't give it away also, we are slinging into the neighborhood as we review Spider-Man Far From Home. But first, Mike is going to roll up his sleeves, crack his knuckles, and tie his ugly necktie around his head. And as he gets ready to wrestle some rumors and some news and tells you what you need to know. If you've been here before, you know the deal. If it's your first time, the first rule about quick news is you let Mike tell you about the quick news. Yeah. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy. Ralph and Cap. Bitch ass. <laughs> I forgot that. Sorry. <laughs> that intro sounds like it's going to be longer than the quick news. I, I think it really was. <laughs> One of my longest so far. <laughs> what you got for us, Mike? Well, are you ready for Deadpool 3? God damn no. you, Mike. You took my news. Ooh. Well, that's nice. Uh, it turns out Disney isn't ready yet. Oh. Uh, oh. Despite calming, uh, calming Deadpool fans with undetermined promises to continue the R-rated super death hero flick, uh, Disney has yet to broach the subject of a third movie with any parties. Uh, Dave Leach, uh, the uh, director of Deadpool 2, said, quote, if I was ever approached to make Deadpool 3, my answer would be, hell yes. But I think there's a lot of things going on in the shakeup with Fox and Disney and where that whole Marvel world after Endgame is going to be. When the dust settles, let's hope that Deadpool lives, end quote. It's like any of those companies that you know that, that do a merger and they go, oh, we have anything to worry about? No, nothing to worry about, nothing to worry about. Then the merger happens, and they're like, so what about the pay raise? Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but but a pink slip with your name on it. So what yeah. you're saying is that Disney is the evil stepmother of uh, of corporations? Is that what you're saying? 
uh, that that probably be a good and, analogy. And Deadpool's the Cinderella. Really, you went, you went with a Disney analogy to talk uh, about I Disney. I don't know if I'd go that far with either of them, but I did warn everybody. I mean, it's not saying that it won't happen, but people were like, "Oh no, it's no way they would ever cancel it. It made money." I'm like, "This is Disney. I keep warning you all. Oh no, Mike, Mike, you're just making, you're just being important. You're making it up. You're being a know-it-all. Nope, just being real. It's Disney. do you do you think Disney could possibly not outsource it, but kind of sell that property? No. I mean, could they? Sure. Will they? No. They, they, they just got finished getting back more of their property from Netflix. They're not giving any of it away anytime soon. I mean, did, are, did you forget who you're talking about? These are the people who changed the public domain laws or had the public domain laws changed so that they didn't to have to give them. up Mickey. Yeah. Or, or even any of the other stuff that they've taken. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they do not play well with anyone else. Nope. I'm sorry, I forgot. It's the House of Laos. Got it. Got it. Yeah, got exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, nice way to start it off on a cheerful note. What else you got there, Mike? Well, well, from Brownstone, you get Bedrock. Writer, director, actor Elizabeth Banks' Brownstone Productions is working with Warner Brothers to develop a new primetime Flintstones animated series. Again? The, yeah. The 1960 Stone Age family was in development by Seth MacFarlane in 2011, but the project was shelved. So far, no other information has been released. I'm interested to see what's going on, but um, God damn it! Sorry about that. That was Troy. <laughs> I told no, Troy, I think I, that was your phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my phone with Troy. Shout out to Troy. Thanks for interrupting the podcast. Damn it, um, Kat, you broke rule number one. I know. We Usually, I, I, your phone. He wait, really? About Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Mike, why I would you fail. Broke rule number two. <laughs> well, going back to what we were saying. I said again because, I mean, I remember Seth MacFarlane, when they talked about him doing the Flintstone, I was actually kind of, you know, excited about that. Why? (laughs) As you notice, nobody else was. We're like, really? I mean, as long as he didn't make it like a family guy Flintstones, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, exactly. We see what he did with the the Orville. He's capable of writing a non-American guy, American dad, family guy format. Yeah, so I'm saying he's capable of doing that and staying true. I mean, hey, if Quentin Tarantino can do Star Trek, motherfucker, Seth MacFarlane can do Flintstones. Just saying. But anyway, the point is I, they're going to do it again. I'm wondering what Elizabeth Banks has up her sleeve. They're talking about it being more like adult comedy, but mm-hmm. not like adult humor, but like adult, like, you know, primetime comedy, I guess you would right. call it. Like adult swim. Well, don't forget, uh, Flintstones were originally primetime. I remember. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm too young for that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> way too young for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I feel about it one way or the other. I mean, I like the Flintstones, but do I need to see a new Flintstones? No, not really. I mean, but if it's good and it grabs me, fantastic. But it's not like I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. Shut your mouth, Mike. The Flintstones I can't wait. were a cornerstone of my childhood. I really? would love to see it again. But that stone was dusty as hell by the time they got to you because it was already in reruns for a long time. Listen, that's what Boomerang was for, man. I, well, love, that's, those, that, I love those that's, reruns. That's what was Boomerang for, because now it's funny. They're like, oh, um, Boomerang shows classic videos, and I mean, classic movies and cartoons, and it's n- nothing. No, they, they show it early. At, at like 12 at night. <laughs> yeah, but they, they show it very rarely. That kills me, because I'm like, Boomerang should be 70s, 80s, you know, somewhat 60s. You know what it is? It's like a lot of the Hanna-Barbera stuff is a little, you know sketchy so they don't want to like it's not all politically correct and they don't want to get none in trouble of this stuff is looney tunes uh the tex avery stuff uh none of that stuff is politically correct for any age because we keep redefining what's politically correct you know but i but i know what you mean 
Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Webster's is like hating all those people who keep redesigning what politically correct means. Wait, like, the right, show, wait, the show about the couple that adopt the black kids? Stop, yeah. stop, Mike. You took my joke. Cause I'm like, I'm stuck in the 80s. And I'm thinking about Emmanuel Lewis. And anybody who's watching, who's listening to this podcast and is wondering, who's Emmanuel Lewis? Please Google him. It, it'll be a short Google, literally. And he'll be happy that someone actually cared about him enough. Is he still alive? But whatever. Anyway. Yeah, wow. It'll be a what else he got there, Mike? Yeah, quick read. <laughs> God. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, because you can't tell the same tales enough, DC Comics is releasing a series of one-shots in Tales from the Dark Universe. Ooh. The first in the series will retell 1993's Nightfall story in which Batman had his back broken by Bane and is temporarily replaced by Azrael. However, in the Dark Universe, Batman never comes back and the criminals are oppressed by the deadly vigilante. And if that's not enough reimagining, issue two will be the death of Superman, where a grieving Lois Lane gains powers and goes on a blood-soaked revenge scheme. I guess this is better than making new stories that are actually worth reading. <laughs> Damn. No, but this, this is what we want. We want alternative stories, not the, yeah, same, we want the old, same, same old crap. But we want the same story just constantly. That would just be like... You ever tell you about the time I was in World War II? Yes. Well, I'm going to tell it to you this way now. <laughs> it's like I still am tired of hearing the same <laughs> story. <laughs> you know. I guess I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, it, it's funny because it's funny how people talk about DC being the more, um, the 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 better house when it comes to writing. And they've always, like, well, they've always, like, that's been the reputation. I don't know. I'm not saying oh. that's been, been it for, like, the past, like, maybe 10 years. But, I mean, ba I always talk about it. Batman, um, Batman written by Tom King is really good. And Heroes in Crisis was really good, too. There's a couple of books that were out there that didn't do bad with DC. This one sounds like a dud, though. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it'll probably be exciting in its own way. But it's just, again, it's, you know, just write a new story. I mean, and I guess the argument is, well, it is a new story. It's continuing in a different way. But it's, I don't know. I am just it's what if. That's what it is. It's what if. Yeah, basically. It's just DC's version of what if. You know what yeah. it is? They, they brought out that dartboard again. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing? All right. Superman, dead, Lois Lane, powers. Okay. We got it. Give me that story. I'm just. I'm just wondering what's, what's on the rest of the board. That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> oh. that's all the... Probably every story you've ever heard of before. You don't want to know, man. You do not want to know. Man. All right, Mike. What all else right. you got? All right. And finally, what's black, feminine, and has a license to kill? I know. That's too easy. Marshall Warfield. So unless you've been living under a rock, you must have heard that the new 007 is Captain Marvel's BFF, Lashana Lynch. Now, Daniel mm -hmm. Craig's Bond will come out of, of retirement to help the new agent bearing his code name in the 25th Bond movie. And I definitely think the Internet is both shaken and stirred by the news. <laughs> so people. So, so, so wait a minute. So Bond couldn't be black. So they get a black female to take on the Bond role. No, well, that's the whole thing. She's not. She's she is the new 007. Big difference. Which is actually um, really funny because she's the conversation we were just having at your place with your cousin a few weeks ago. That's right. It's so funny that that came up. I, I just saw this today that, that they were talking about. Yeah, well, they just um, announced it last night. Okay, so I'm not that far off. I mean, I'm, I'm a dad. I don't fucking like, you know, get hip to these things. I mean, the podcast, I got to actually do research. But I, told, I thought this was out like a week ago. Okay, so I don't feel so bad. So yeah. what are they going to no. call her, though? Like, what's well, her whatever name? Her, whatever her name is going to be. Uh, someone said that they heard it was Nomi, like N-O-M-I or something like that. Um, I'm not sure. But uh, like I said, you know, it's, it's kind of what I was saying with Troy. It's like, I'm fine with there being another spy being whatever it's just as long as it's not 007 
I mean, that's a white male character. That's who it's always been. It's the same 007 up until the reboot, in which it's still the same 007 now. Um, sorry, not 007, same James Bond. Yeah. Um, so, like, now we're just going to get new 007 stories, and I'm fine with that. You know, yeah, because yeah, cause she's not James is, Bond. 007 is the designation right. of his spy designation. Right. Yeah. yeah. What's well, his license to kill? It's not just his spy, it's particularly his license to kill is the double O. Well, so that's what the a, Casino Royale like, was about. Why don't they call her then 008 or something like that? Or is it just because there is a 008. The well, there is a 008. Remember in uh, Spectre when all of the agents were in uh, MI6 and they were all killed? That was right, all the 00s. Okay, okay well, so, it, so in this new one, um, Daniel Craig's 007 is retiring and he's passing off the torch he, to I, From what I hear, at least what we're hearing about the story, he's already retired. Uh-huh. And so he comes out of retirement for whatever the reason is to help the new agent who has his code name now. Hmm, okay. So it's 007 retired and 007. Roger that. All right. Yeah. Not Roger Moore. Damn it. I can't say a joke anymore. I can't do Leave Mike to the dad jokes. I guess the Caps just got to introduce people and say goodnight. Do we have any, is that all your quick news? That's all the quick news I have. All right. Ralphie, any quick news? Well, the bastard Mike took all my quick news. The bastard Mike. I've never well, heard him referred to as that. Considering that the segment is about quick news, it isn't surprising I've taken the news, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you got nothing. I got zip. Zero. I, Zilch. I got, nada. I got nothing as well, so let's I go. I got sunshine. No, 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 no. On this a is not cloudy idle. day. Oh, Wait, really? Mike, I got one for you. <laughs> Fuck you. What's that? Oh. <laughs> I missed that one. And I got oh, nothing man. for you. <laughs> well, because you don't have a board, I think you. I think we should all be equipped to the board. That'd be great to have our own drops. Yeah, that's all. The, that's all the show would be. <laughs> <laughs> Who we need to talk? Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, exactly. So let's go. Let's go into it. So let's talk about um, the reason why we're here. Let's talk about Spider-Man: Far From Home. And with the synopsis is the bastard Mike, the finance guy. Is that where we're going with now? <laughs> Yeah. Right. Is he like MFG, the motherfucking genius. <laughs> oh boy, I'm trying to find a way to fit the B in there. There isn't. Yeah. Oh, BMFG. Okay. You'll be happy. Oh my god. That sounds like an ailment. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> Alrighty. Spider-Man Far From Home is the 23rd movie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is also the official end to phase three following Avengers Endgame. Far From Home was directed by John Watts and written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. The movie picks up after the unsnap of Endgame and the death-slash-disappearance of several MCU heroes. Spider-Man Far From Home has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 90% with an audience of 96%. And a, I don't know who these people are at Metacritic, but has a Metacritic score of 69 out of 100 with an audience what? rating of 78 out of 100. What? Uh, the film was budgeted at $160 million and in two weeks has garnered $275 million domestic and a worldwide total of $848 million. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All righty. On a synopsis. Walloping web snappers. Super cool and ultra dreamy Mysterio comes to the rescue after Earth lost its blockbuster summer heroes. That should allow everyone's friendly neighborhood Spider-Man a chance to... Yeah, blasts his web shooters while on a school trip with his not-so-secret crush, MJ. But Peter and his conveniently all-victim-of-the-snap schoolmates are in for a rough time as the world is besieged by four elementals bent on world destruction. Is Mysterio a savior from alternate Earth 833, or is he going to broke back everyone's heart and play for the other team? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you had to do it. All right, it's starring Tom Holland as Peter Parker's Spider-Man. J. 
Jake Gyllenhaal as Quentin Beck Mysterio, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, Zendaya as MJ, Colby Smulders as Maria Hill, Marissa Tomei as Mae Parker, John Favreau as Happy Hogan, Jacob Batalon as uh, Ned Leeds, Martin Starr as Roger Harrington, and J.P. Smoove as Julius Dell. Ah, J.P. Smoove. He, he, he feels like Oliver from... Um what do you call it? The Brady Bunch when they added him. Like, oh, let's add some more humor. <laughs> let's add a little corny little white kid, but they added a black guy. All right. So, before See, we go... is fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go into it. Spider-Man Far From Home. But, before we do that, let's press that button that we paid so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So, if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. I feel like he gets snottier every time he says it, even though it's the same recording. He's English. <laughs> He's English, right. And if you're wondering who did that, that's Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush, 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 man, stush, man, does whatever a stush man can. That's just, oh, goodness. <laughs> Steve, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep going on the record saying I'm sorry. So when he goes ballistic and goes, all right, you, 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 you bloody blokes. And oh, that, that yeah, was yeah. I was going to do throw dried scones at us. <laughs> Those dried scones really hurt, man. It's like a, it's well, like a rock within a rock. <laughs> all right, let's get into it, Sconeheads. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home. And it's funny because when Mike and I were talking about it um, at the at the gym, Mike said it was very. Um, there's a lot of exposition. And I was like, "What are you talking about, Mike?" And then you watch the first five minutes, you're like, "And there we go." <laughs> oh, that wasn't all of it. The bar scene was where it really gets into exposition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but anyhow, we haven't even gotten there yet. But but yeah, we'll we'll get there. So let me ask you: the beginning, how they explain how people get snapped, and and the fact that some people stayed, some people went. How did you guys feel about the way that they explained the blip? Or the snap, or whatever you want to call it. I the only thing I didn't get is why the uh, the kid who stayed and, and aged five years was still in high school. I didn't. Which kid? Uh, the one who was the nerd, and then who's also going after MJ, but then he's like the hunk now after the five years. The Asian kid. Yeah, the Asian. No, kid. he's talking about the guy that was interested. That the Parker, the one that Parker hated, the rival. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, was he supposedly at their same grade at that time? Well, he no, well he was younger. He he looked like he was a small small guy. Oh, well, that, okay. well that's what that's what I'm asking. That's what Ralph was saying. Um, otherwise, also, I mean, it does make you wonder, like, how long did they not have schools for? I mean, there is a lot of stuff that's unanswered in those five years. Yeah, like you know, did they continue school? I mean, like, it's not like okay, half the world's gone. Well, off to school. It, it <laughs> was know? funny to see though the fact that people blip back where they were but see that's also dangerous and yeah, that's the part like, i didn't like because it's like we were all secure in the idea of like okay maybe hulk just snapped people somewhere safe and sound it's like oh if you're telling me they blipped exactly where they were like you know flying people, in an airplane yeah it's not there anymore buildings <laughs> you know better or, or, or buildings Mike, that are suddenly th- where they are and they weren't buildings there before <laughs> i think you i think you May mentioned that like, in the archives i blipped back yeah. into my apartment and the people living there were really surprised yeah <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right so we don't like the way it was handled i mean it's i mean did they handle it fine sure but it's marvel as a whole it's like is that where you're going i mean granted i gather we're just not going to address it after this point again <laughs> you know I think we've just. I think that was all the addressing. I bet you Marvel's really going to do besides maybe just having someone like teary eyed one day mention like, well, you know, everything was you know bad 
after the snap, but then things got better kind of a thing. Because if you talk about it too much, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I, I could imagine how many lawsuits the Hulk has. Is like from people just breaking their legs, being blipped back, you know, three feet off the ground or something, you know? Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> I can imagine that. He has so, over six million lawsuits pending. Oh, my God. Here's here's my thing. I mean, I, I was okay with the blip, but like like kind of what Mike said, the idea of, you know, people being blipped back from where they were physically, that's very problematic. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so that bothered me for a little bit, but not too long, just a little bit. Um, now you have, you know, and it's funny cause I'm not sure if you guys noticed there's a, well, Mike didn't notice cause Mike didn't watch a lot of the trailers, nope. and I'm, but you know, even if you didn't, once again, Marvel is the anti Mike. You can watch a Marvel trailer and have no fucking clue what the hell's going on because there's a whole scene they didn't include. Oh, and that's another reason why I don't Which, get excited about seeing them well, because it's nothing worse well, than getting ready. Like, oh, I can't wait to see where that falls in. Oh, it's not there. Because because here's here's what it is. If you watch oh, if, now now that you've seen the movie, watch some of the old trailers. There's a lot of uh, of footage of my, of of Mike of Spider Man getting ready for the trip. He's getting his passport. He's speaking to the guy at the deli from the sandwich store. He's getting all his inventory. He goes um and he fights these burglars. I don't know which which gangs they are, but he's talking with the cops about yeah, you know, I'm going away on vacation. And they don't even do that. They yeah. go right into Spider-Man being Spider-Man with Aunt May, you know, him at school, planning his vacation. They go right to it. How did you feel about them hitting the ground running and already within the first 15 minutes, he's already on his trip? I mean, like, this movie's pretty long. So by them doing that actually saves us time. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, what are you really going to show us any more of? It's like, you know, we kind of need to get to the point of the story. Because if you think about it, I mean, it opens up right away with... Uh, uh, you know, Nick Fury and Maria Hill meeting Mysterio. And then right. we, we blink from there to, you know, Parker and stuff like that. I was fine with it. I mean, it's not so much more, you know, they, their little blurb, like I said, the, uh, the actual real funny uh, memorial that the students did for the uh, Lost and Fallen Heroes and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, between that and, you know, and their, their speech about what had gone on, that was enough to catch us up to speed. After that, it's just high school. And nobody needs to see a show about high school at this point. <laughs> not, not for $18 or... Or it's 27 if you saw it at IMAX 3, 3D like I did. Oh. Wow. Excuse me, <laughs> Mr. Moneybags. Uh-oh. I'm going to plug so, AMC's A-list right now. Get it. <laughs> I you, got it. It's just not mine. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the nice comfy recliner chair? Reserved seating? Not for the IMAX 3D uh, in Lincoln Square, though. It's uh, not the comfortable chair. I mean, it's comfortable enough, but it's not the recliner. But it is reserved and had a great seat. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, all right. He had the butler come to him, too, and, and bring him his drink. Your drink, sir. Oh Thank you, God. Alfred. And uh, tell Batman you'll be late. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get off of DC's jock, because I know my, my I, I know Ms. Um, South Carolina's hearing this. Shout out to South Carolina. Um, let me say, ask you this. Because, like I said, the movie goes right into Peter and Ned and, and them being in in Europe you know, already. How did you feel the way Peter was handled for the first half of that film? For, you know, that from him, you know, being with May and dealing with the press and then going on the trip to um um to Europe. How did you feel about how the way Peter and Spider-Man were handled in that frame of time? I'm not understanding exactly what you mean. Okay, because I feel for me, and I guess I'm I'm asking it because I felt a different way. I felt like there was so much Peter and not enough Spider-Man. 
I mean, there was Spider-Man action, but it was Spider-Man in a jester mask when oh. he's saving every. You know, you're, things. So, so what you're saying it was more like Iron Man three, where you have more Tony than you have Iron Man. I'm just wondering if that's just me alone feeling that way, or do you guys feel the same way? You're saying in general, or for a part of the movie? You're saying? For the for the part of the movie, the first half of the movie, um, or at least the first quarter. I'll say the first quarter. I was good only because of the fact of because. I think maybe if I didn't watch any other MCU movie and I just came to see that one, I probably would have been like, where's the action? But, you know, since this is hot off the heels of Endgame, um, I kind of appreciate the fact that I'm getting some story before I get action. And it is a long enough movie that I feel like we got enough action the rest of the time. Okay. All right. Ralph? I concur with Dr. Mike. It was actually... <laughs> Dr. Bastard? Sure. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good amount of story and it kept you entertained so you weren't really like itching for that action shot you know you're like you're like all right all right i'm good you know this is a good story and uh it, we really see um peter's character developing a little bit more from from uh from homecoming you know okay. he, even then he still seemed uh and homecoming he still seemed like you know still getting used to being spider-man and now right. we see him getting used to being peter parker as spider-man yeah right I, the only thing I, I don't like and i mean i get it I get why it's done because it's the simplicity of adults going, this is what it's like to be a teenager again. Don't you remember? And it's like, no, nobody was a teenager like that. Um, <laughs> like, like any of the people. I mean, we all have moments when we were like anybody that we see in the film, but I, I, it's just, it's, even though we know it's still a shorter amount of time than, than we as moviegoers think, it still isn't a short amount of time that Peter Parker has been Spider-Man. He still has been Spider-Man for a little bit of time. Yeah. And, you know, you get like the the part that he is 16 and da 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 but even, I mean, think about like when like you had to start making a few more adult decisions, whether it was something in your home life or whatever, like you, you stop doing the like, uh, oh, golly gee, kind of a, a, of a personality. You start to try and, grow, I've which, never which said they golly did, gee. which they did towards the end of the movie. You saw where he's like, okay, this is a bit real. Um, but like his, his comedic Spider-Man, it gets, it's a little bit like, all right, dude, are, is this just going to be the Spider-Man you are? I mean, we're not talking about Spider-Man's wisecracks, but, like, the fact that it's just, it's still like, oops, oops, oops sorry. But, you know, it's like, you should be getting used to this by now. You know, it's not like week one anymore. Yeah. So I'm just kind of trying to, like, you know, figure out, like, how long we're going to still play. It's like, he's like the Clark Kent of Peter Parker. And I'm like, how <laughs> okay, long? We, uh, you know, but but yet at the same time, he doesn't have a secret identity that he's trying to maintain. I don't mean because it's not like people are suspecting that he's Spider-Man, right? You know, well, it's, it's not like he has to be like, I, I can't act um, normal and kind of brave because they'll think I'm Spider-Man. No one thinks you're Spider-Man except for MJ. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but she has reason to. <laughs> you know, speaking um, of so, MJ, so I'm that, sorry. So that's my problem with that. I mean, you know, I'm just a little bit like, okay, because you were saying about him growing. It's like, okay, well, he needs to start growing a bit. You know, okay. Um, speaking of MJ, how do we feel that um, she was handled in this movie, like the way they progressed her and actually grown her out now into being the love interest, where if you saw, you know, Homecoming, she was just, you know, wasn't it Michelle? Yeah. Yes, yeah, Michelle. But, you know, now that she's been revealed as MJ, how do you feel like they handled it and the fact that she figured it out? Um, I mean, well, she's MJ. She's still not Mary Jane. She's still MJ. You know, take that as you want it to be. Um I'm fine. I, I think they felt. I felt like they devolved her character a little bit, as opposed to evolving it. Because um, again, she started to get more like you know, gee, wizzy kind of a personality, and I'm like, 
that's not who you were in the last movie. You know, I, I don't know how I exactly feel about that part. Um, it's kind of like they were trying to match their comedic tones a bit. They were, um, make, okay. they were trying to make her seem more like a, a hormonal teenager who's like not really in touch with their feelings because they're not sure about what's going on. Which like, is fine in a way. I mean, again, they're 16. I get that part, you know. And But they still made it seem like, you know, she's confident in who she is and doesn't need someone telling her what to do. Yeah. I guess I just feel like the other characters did not grow very much. I guess that's my thing. Because we also don't have a, a sense of exact timing. Like, we don't know the time between Homecoming and now. At least, at least I don't think audience-wise. I mean, we know it's been five years since... The Avengers thing, but that's not those kids didn't experience those five years. So I don't know like the amount of time it's supposed to have been that that between those first seeing Spider Man and Homecoming and now, uh, their time wise, I mean. Yeah. You know, so I'm a little bit lost. I just felt like it I also felt like everybody just seemed really well adjusted. It's like the whole in fact the fact that we're seeing more of the world, it's like everyone is just like, Yeah, the world's exactly back to normal. Like not even a skip. <laughs> Well, you know, so, so I'm like, the human race is resilient. We're resilient, but, you know, I mean, well, think, <laughs> let's put it this way. Think about how New York was for a good few years after 9-11. But here's the, here's the thing, and here's the curveball. 9-11, I, I don't want to say it like this. I'll try to be as respectful as I can. 9-11, people stayed dead. Imagine if people died and then came back. That's right. some, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's a different feeling and different vibe. Though I, I agree with you, Mike. It's like... There's still disarray and there's still disorder and there's still there would there would be still disorder. Right. Well, there would be a different. lot of there would be a lot of unemployment, which means there would be a lot of homelessness. I mean, you know, there there would just be a lot of bad things going. I don't mean as in like has to be deaths, but it would just be the world would not have just been like okay, everyone's back. It's like we have no jobs for fifty percent of you now. I mean, look look at the beginning part where Spider Man is. He's at a rally trying to raise money for people who are homeless because of the snap. Yeah, right. but it doesn't feel like I mean, except for that telling us that yeah. everything just seems normal that is like, true you know I mean, every we're scene only seeing select like parts of the world we're not seeing right. everything that's going on yeah yeah and you know you you know you know how venice is they ignore everything no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any fans in venice so, i mean you know because i know they don't have wi-fi with all those waterways but still. oh <laughs> leave, i guess leave i can't coming atlantis alone <laughs> up and coming Atlanta's alone. Real quick, um, how did you guys feel about Ned's di- direction? I <laughs> thought they took Ned in a totally different direction. It was funny, but I don't know if I liked it. I will say this. I saw that whole relationship thing coming, and the fact that they break up at the end, I saw that too. I oh, just thought yeah. it was hilarious, like the, the way that they did it. Because he's, he's like preaching to Peter. He's like, Peter, listen, we're going we're gonna to be single guys in Europe. We got to do this. We got to do this. And the moment he sat down with, uh, with um, what's her name? Betsy Brent. With Betsy. He's, he's like, oh, yeah. You know, I guess we, we just had a lot in common and we fell in love. Yeah. And now he's like, I mean, coming, babe. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was humorous. It was fine. Um, it took him a lot more out of the picture, which is what the purpose was. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, he served as the, well, now that I'm not dealing with the meat of the story, let me go hang out with Ned really fast get a little teenage drama and then go back to the meat of the actual story. But also what um, made it cool is that he was the guy in the chair. So the fact that they got rid of that, I like that aspect. Yeah. Because now they replaced it with happy. 
Right. Yeah. Well, but you would think that you'd want an adult that's working alongside no, no, the no, agency. No. <laughs> yeah, but it, <laughs> it, it, but but, but it doesn't make for as kid. <laughs> yeah, but it makes but but that's just so much more funny. Well, Happy's kind of funny in his own way. Well, I mean, right. it's not, yeah, I mean, but I mean, like I said, the realistic realism is that it's like you know, Ned's not going to be like, hey, I just made you a four billion dollars suit. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious with with Happy and Spider Man and Peter Parker at the beginning when uh, when Happy's like. Um, Nick Fury's calling you. You should answer. And then Spider Man's like, "No, I'm I'm not going to talk to Nick Fury. You talk to him." He's like, "I don't want to talk to him. He scares me." <laughs> <laughs> you talk to him. No, I'm. Did you I'm just ghost give Nick Fury? I'm glad they've given John Favreau so much to do, especially with him being the architect of um, the MCU for the beginning parts of the MCU. Yeah, because right. he's the one that he brought RDJ to Marvel. He's the one that directed Iron Man. Iron Man 2 sucked, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> he got he got, he got got Iron Man 1 right, which is the most important thing. So to see him have an expanded role, I'm mm-hmm. happy about that. And I like John Favreau. Oh, no, he's fine. I have no problem with the character, you know. Um, and, you know, he and May, in whatever kind of relationship they're in, that's fine. I have, I'm neither here nor there with that. That's fine as well. Well, they're um, dating and they're not dating. They're keeping it casual. Well, they they said it was a summer serious. fling, at least according to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 always the girl to say that. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> so now, so now let's get into the into the meat of things. Okay. So now Peter's there. He's you know he's um, fighting one of these elementals, and Mysterio shows up, and Mysterio is doing his hero kick ass thing. Before the reveal of Mysterio, obviously being a bad guy. Spoilers. How did you feel like he was handled? Yeah, I think he was quite pretty charming. Not for nothing. <laughs> I mean, you don't got to be gay or anything. I'm like, okay, Jake, I'll do whatever you say. Because he's so charming. <laughs> he's like, hey, you know, I'm. Gonna, I'm like, wow, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. And my mother yeah. was believing it. <laughs> you, Not well because he. I mean, he he did what he's supposed to do. He pretended to be exactly what he needed to be to get the job done. I mean, he was very effective that way. Um, I I enjoyed him. I thought the Mysterio character was good. I mean, I know. Mysterio only has one introduction. I mean, you can tell whatever story around as you want to, but it's always he pretends that he's helping out because he's creating illusions that are, you know, either belying crimes he's committing or he's trying to curry favor with the public, da da da, then he's revealed as a bad guy. That's the, that's the story of Mysterio every time that you introduce right. him. So, you know, just knowing any little bit about Mysterio. You know, it's not I'm I'm never even for a second fooled. It's not even like I believe even when they went like uh well, you know, uh, Quentin back here is from Earth 833 and da 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 da. It's like, no. I mean, granted, they could have done that, but I'm like, no, that's all a lie. <laughs> you, know, you don't know how much I hoped they really were going to do a multiverse. I hoped so much. Well, it can Spoilers. still exist. But, but then. Oh, it still exists. I, I loved the twist that they gave us where, like, you know, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, Mysterio has always been evil. So they're going to do something where it twists around, but I hope there was still like a, a multiverse thing. But the way that they gave it to us was still amazing where you see him so at the bar scene. Like, I didn't expect all of that to be the, the holograms. I love the way that they, they incorporated the drones and made his... Because normally he has those hollow cubes right. that, he, that he uses to create his holograms. And this was just a great upgrade on, on, on that take. What's well, a necessary upgrade? Well, I mean, the, the whole drone thing had to be, I mean, or, or some technology of the such, because otherwise you would go, well, if it's all an illusion, once the illusion faded, nothing would be destroyed. So yeah. right away, everybody would be like, well, this seems weird. <laughs> Did, didn't in, in um, one iteration of Mysterio have hard light holograms? That's why I allowed him he's to. Had, 
lots of stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, it all depends on like what technology sounds good in the comic book at the time. He's done hard light. He's done just simple basic <laughs> film uh, special effects because uh, that's mm-hmm. what he he was. He was a, sp- yeah. a film special effects wizard. That's what he was. And then at yeah. one point, he actually becomes a wizard because his his helmet allows him to create real illusions. Uh, I know he has like a helmet, or something, but I mean. He's uh, Quentin Beck eventually killed himself. He killed himself as Mysterio. And so there's been like, I think, two or three other people that have been Mysterio, including one of them that actually did have the ability to teleport. Uh, yeah. one, one of them was a mutant. You know, so, yeah. about that, it's, yeah. it's a very weird and unnecessarily complicated history for Mysterio. But let me see. Going back, oh, to, going back to Jake, though. Um, uh, yeah, because the bar scene, I'm watching this and I'm like, all right, he, Spider-Man is sitting there having saved the day with Mysterio, which everybody... Wouldn't you just think everyone would be taking a picture of Mysterio? I mean, I yes, don't know what country you're in. Yeah. So, so also, it's like, not only are they not taking a picture of Mysterio, also, if they took a picture of Mysterio, they'd be like, and this kid <laughs> sitting right next to him, chatting it's, with him. It's like <laughs> and everybody, because that picture would hit Twitter, and everyone would be like, huh, Peter Parker's there in an op suit talking to Mysterio right after another character like Spider-Man in a black op suit was saving the day. <laughs> we don't Parker's have to monkey. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Um, so that that scene though, where it did fade away, at least it's like okay, at least that made that part make sense. Um, but then that bar scene is just the famous. I've never heard exposition. It, it was just, it was so. <laughs> and you, so, the master of magnetism, who caused the magnets to do this? Oh and my you, God. the person who did. And, and I saw it with a friend of mine. He's like, like he's like, oh, you know, like you know, imagine like a board meeting and people were just thanking people. I'm like, I've done a bunch of board meetings. No one no. ever, like, because these aren't people that just started, like, working together haphazardly in the last two weeks. Like, you figure in about the last five years, approximately, somewhere while the snap has occurred, they've been making this plot. Because, I mean, it's not, nothing you could have put together in, in a week. You couldn't even put that together in a year. No. So, and it's only a handful of them. So they all know each other. And they all know what exactly each one does, especially the guy that controls the animation. You know, like he's like, and we couldn't have done it without blah blah blah. blah. And his animation's like, we know him. He's the only one that does it. You know, it was no, just and, so bad. That exposition was so bad. And the simple fact that all the drones have the holographic technology in them, mm-hmm. and you know that's got to take years to build, and yeah. it's already in space. So you know that should, it took at least most well, of the, the better part of the five years yeah, yeah. exactly um, so it was just that that scene just it makes me cringe even thinking about it makes me cringe but at the same time the way they did the movie there wasn't a lot of time for exposition so i'm as much as that still was a good five minute chunk maybe a four minute chunk of the movie i am happy they got it out of the way there because they didn't have to I now can... fill it in as the movie went on you know i'll say this Number one, I, I, as much as it's cringeworthy, I like the fact that they, how they tied everything in so we knew who did what. I was like, oh, wow, I forgot about that guy. And, oh, yeah, that person was there. And I, I love the woman whose evidently only job is to make sure his costume looks great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no matter how heated things were getting, she's like, I'm still getting out the creases. <laughs> are you still going to need the cape? Yes. Yes on the cape. <laughs> Number two. Um, going back to Jake, I think Jake is phenomenal as a phenomenal actor, and I think I'm, I mentioned it the last podcast. I, no, I mentioned it off podcast. When every time he was in an interview, and it was a spoil free zone, he never said Mysterio was um, a villain. He always right. said was like like, like somebody was giving him Q and A and saying, "Hey, so you know, you know, we're, we're talking. We just saw Spider Man and da 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 da. And and what about you? If you could fight an Avenger, who would you fight? And he goes, well, why would I fight an Avenger? I'm, I'm actually the hero of this movie. And in, in true oh, earnestness, fantastic. 
And I'm like, fucking Jake, you're the man. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> and and to steal one of Cap's turn, I mean, he was absolutely brilliant, including his face when he when he did the heel turn. That you know, <laughs> when, when that it's just everything about him. I'm like. Yeah, you're creepy now, and I like it. But you're creepy now. You know? It was really good. Like I wasn't yeah. feeling it until he did that turn. When he did the turn, turn like, oh shit! Like, oh yeah, we're in problems now. And I, I did like the fact that he was all in crazy. But, but I mean, things that do big questions are like, uh, uh, what's the name of the uh, the glasses Edith? again? Edith. Edith. Yes. Even so, in death, I'm the hero. I'm the hero. I just that was such a stark thing. Um, or is no even dead? I'm the hero. Yeah. yeah. But. Uh, it's it's one of these things of now no one in the movie ever said that his name was not Quentin Beck. Yeah. Including him. <laughs> like like he's never so we have to assume his name actually is Quentin Beck. And if you're wondering where I'm going with this, I'm getting there. So he said in his very long exposition that he worked for Tony Stark. He invented the hologram series that he used to talk to himself and to get conscious going, da 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 as a therapy thing. Um, and that when he kept talking about how he wanted to use it. He was fired, and Tony realized that he was actually insane. Yeah. So, former employee named Quentin Beck is given glasses by Edith, created by Tony Stark, which would house the entire information about the HR and da-da-da-da-da, would go, Quentin Beck is insane. I am not going to allow him access to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Instead, it was just like, okay. And I'm like, well, that would make no sense. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't so, bothered by yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's a bothering part. It's like, if you are Quentin Beck, as your actual name, there's no way in the world Stark would not have just a simple, like, hey, don't let ex-employees use this. <laughs> you know? No Justin Hammer, no... Um, right, Jeff. yeah, like, 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 could you just give it to Justin Hammer and that'd be okay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, that, 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 the, the either thing didn't bother me. You know what bothered me? And, and I don't usually get bothered... The, the, the level of jokiness. And now, mind you, it's a Spider-Man movie. It's meant to be light. It's meant to be fun. When Spider-Man almost had the drone kill his, accidentally kill his, his rival. Yeah, that was a bit much there. That was kind of rough. I was like, um, we, we pull it back a little bit. <laughs> it yeah. was just like, like that was on the, on the level of, okay, okay, okay guys, come on. Well, and that's the part I'm talking about where it's what I was saying before about him growing up. It's like, Okay, we're not talking about him like, okay, I'm kind of nervous about the fact that I'm trying to look in someone's phone, da-da-da-da, whatever, if you want to make that kind of jokey. But you're nearly sending something to death. At no point is he going to be unclear about call off the drone strike. It's not going to be like a, like yes and no misinterpreted. It's not three's company. It's like, dude, you're an adult-ish character. <laughs> this yeah. is not a time to act like the, the bum. Like I said, you're not Clark Kent suddenly. You know? Right. <laughs> So that, as much as, again, the scene was fun, it did kind of annoy me in that sense because I'm like, he's not bumbling. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's a kid, no, but he's I, not I bumbling. You know. I hear you. Um, by the way, do we know, like, remember the, the creepy agent um, that was helping yeah. them along? Dimitri. Dimitri. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dimitri is all, generally, and I wonder if that'll come up, he's generally the chameleon. That's what they were saying. He, he's the brother. He, yeah, he's the brother of Craven, right? Uh, so, like well, the, the later versions of the chameleon, yes. Well, oh, he wasn't why he, why he didn't talk. Who didn't talk? Dimitri said like a word or two. Yeah, he, he said, said a few things. Did he? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably when you went to the bathroom. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, otherwise I thought the movie was pretty tight. Um, other little things that you would think that people would notice. I mean, now they explained how destruction was made by the drones. But I'm like, but the illusion of the actual elemental 
that yeah. was like well like for instance the fire elemental yeah the drones are creating the illusion i mean they're they're blowing things up when they need to create destruction but the fire yeah. elemental wouldn't have been hot yeah so, so therefore it would not ever been emit it would never have been emitting heat you know oh, unless the uh the drones were shooting out like flames like with a flamethrower so they they probably but we didn't see heat. any of that no but you it doesn't know, mean I, I yeah. wasn't there but even when we saw the inside i remember when you know we can see from the inside like there's no they're they're just projecting an image like with like with the uh no no but 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 well i mean fi- what? spider-man was well, it good no i'm saying like remember when he goes inside the drones at the end like, yeah. inside the, the image yeah. The image is still whatever kind of fiery rock monstery type thing. That one was a water monster. Oh, I'm sorry, the water mo- right? But it's so think about it. It's not projecting. It's not spitting out water. No, it's not. Right. So that, that's what I'm saying. So all of them. It's not. It's just an illusion. So at some point, I mean, I know during the heat of emergency, but you would have been like, "Huh, I was really close to that monster, and it wasn't hot." No, that's you, what I'm you, saying. For the fire one, they could have been shooting out, like have one drone just spewing a flamethrower to create the heat effect. But I don't think that any of them were doing that. I mean, we only ever saw them projecting illusions and then destroying things. Like, you didn't see them having any accessory they did. abilities. They had, they had uh, one had lasers, another one had a machine gun, one had right. like, a sound. Right, a couple that's to create destruction. What's, what's to say that one of them didn't have a flamethrower? But you didn't see it. Nor any. They also all equipped with, like, spray bottles of water? Just because you don't see the wind doesn't mean it's not there, my friend. I can see. I, I can see what Mike says about the water, the the the, 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 the flamethrower thing. I, I I can see the drone being equipped with, but the other stuff, I I, I hear you on that, Mike. But I don't then they, see. it would have to be equipped with it in every direction, in every one of them, and it's that would be an expenditure of energy that would make no sense even to the drone itself. No, not every one of them. You just have one or two creating heat in whatever direction that's facing Spider-Man. And uh, other people around. Okay. All right. All right. Let, no, I'm, all just right saying, let, I'm just saying, like, the illusion is, is great, but, like, it, and also, know, it, it you, falls apart a little bit once you realize there, that, like, you, you won't know, really notice. Itself. You won't really notice the heat of the monster if he's blowing sh- other shit up because you have the heat from You're the You're too busy running away. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, like, I'll when Spider Man's. I think I'm being a bitch and running away. Yeah, Sorry. You know, like, when Spider Man's fighting it, like, like, for instance, the fact that his webbing went into the drone, I mean, which is actually how we realize that that's an illusion right away. But that was the one that was by the Ferris wheel because with the first, when he shoots webbing at the at the illusion the first time, you see the the webbing like burn away. Right, but that's when we can imagine that they're using like lasers and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. But otherwise, like lasers, I mean, you're just not going to be able to project a stop to your your light projection. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Like it's just it's you know it's one of those where they tried to be clever, and I'm like it's clever. But there's still a flaw to your mechanic, you know. But nonetheless, I thought they were didn't, really great. And it was I, also, I was like, didn't care. Not for nothing. And not, not, not discrediting your points. Didn't care. Like, it was, like that's some things I'm like, okay, come on. That didn't really bother me too much. That's some things that oh, bothered me. it didn't bother me. me at all. I just thought it was just one of those things of um, just as a, a point itself where, like, in retrospect, they should have been like, oh, yeah. That does make sense that that didn't happen. But I enjoyed oh, the fact that they really seemed to throw off the public, you know, because people were swearing to me up and down. No, no, Mike, I'm telling you, Hydro Man's in. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's probably not. I mean, Mysterio <laughs> generally works alone. And well, well I also, me, I, you know. I knew Hydro Man wasn't in it because he's a, he's a Spider-Man property that he has, they have to get direct um, permission from Sony. And Sony's only doing a little bit at a time. Yeah. They're only releasing a little bit of, of permission at a time. Yeah, but why would you need him in there? I mean, first of all, 
big Mi- mistake when you do multiple multiple villains. Big mistake. And thank no, goodness they didn't do of it. Of course. You know. Of course. But what, but what one thing that, that I know Sony is doing is they're trying to create another universe with all the Spider-Man villains without having to use Spider-Man. They're talking about the Black Cat movie. They're right. talking about Venom. And Hydra-Man is pretty much a Spider-Man villain. Oh, so he is. They, He's they, exclusive. They, he is. They're yeah. trying to keep... So they're trying to keep as much away from Marvel. So the minute I saw that, I knew it was the Elementals. I said, okay, we have a fire and water. Yeah, that's the Elementals. They're not going to do... Because Elementals is part of the Marvel umbrella of property that they own. Yeah, but I mean, they weren't even that. I'm saying, like, it's just, it's just Mysterio. It's always an illusion. Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, But, like, you know, they had people fooled because, I mean, basically, all of those Elementals were based off of four Spider-Man villains or mostly Spider-Man villains. So you had Cyclone for the win. You had Molten Man for the fire monster. Um, Hydra Man, obviously, for the water monster, and then the Earth Sandman. monster would be Sandman. You know, so you had all of these characters, but it was just like, no, it's just Mysterio. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. The uh, the fight scene that they had in uh, in Berlin that just reminded me of playing um, Spider Man in for PlayStation the when PlayStation. it came out. Yeah, because there was a scene where you're fighting Mysterio, and he puts you into this illusion where he's like this giant. Mysterio, and you have to attack his like his uh, his cape thing in order to defeat him. But he's like he turns into a giant, and you don't up is down and left is right, and, and you but, don't even know. But, the, but they took that on. from Batman Arkham Arkham. Don't get me started. They took that from Batman Arkham Arkham Asylum with Scarecrow. Scarecrow does the same thing. He turns into a giant scarecrow. Yeah. He starts crushing Batman up is down down is up. But but I do. I mean, it's it's a cool trick, and for the movie. I definitely enjoyed it because after a while, I was like, oh, I know where this is going. And then it started making twists where I was like, okay, who do I trust? What? Huh? Even when Fury came out and I was like, okay, after falling out a window, after getting hit by a car and all that stuff. And then when Fury came out and says, who else you work? Who else did you tell? I'm like, yeah, that's what I knew. That's what I knew. The moment he went to Berlin, I was like, "Oh, this is all an illusion." <laughs> you know, there was just no question about it. It's just, but one of my favorite things was because, um, yeah, I saw it with a friend of mine, and I was just like, "Oh, um, I loved uh, at the end when uh, the fight is completely over." Um, I, which gave the biggest clue to what's going on because that, that's when I knew exactly where the end credit was going to go. Was um, when he's like, "Edith, you know, is this real?" And Edith says. All illusions are over. And I'm like, uh-oh, he's going to be revealed. Because <laughs> that, 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 I'm like, no one, even a robot doesn't make you know, a machine statement like that. It's like, that was very specifically worded, that all right. the illusions are over. <laughs> I was like, his shit's coming out now. Oh, I got something that bothered me. What's that? Um, you guys are talking about the physics of, of, uh, of, the, um, of the droids and all that stuff. I'm wondering how does Spider-Man get hit by a moving train and he's still alive? Well, Spider-Man, I mean, I've just accepted, too, you, that's the one that's bothering you? <laughs> not, not him falling from great heights, slamming into buildings, taking out chunks of them and landing on the ground? I mean, well, that too. I mean, but, but the, but the but moving train's a moving train. Constant. Dude, what, what happened in the first movie? He fell from a Quinjet from yeah. way above a bridge height. <laughs> And crashed with it. Remember that was the conversation we had in the review. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He lived through. I'm like, he's pretty indestructible. I mean, like you, he, you can kill a spider pretty easy. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he, he got the ticks nigh invulnerability. But like, but but from what a radioactive spider that happened to have been hanging out with a tick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of like beforehand. 
Well, roaches are pretty indestructible. I mean, have you tried to kill a roach? A New yeah, York roach? You step on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, water bug. There you go. The, 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 the funny neighborhood water bug. There we go. All right, Cap, so let me explain to you how he survived that train hit. Uh oh, here we go. Ralph explains it all. Here Welcome we go. to another segment of Ralph explains it all. With you Ralph. need some you need, you need some music. Yes, I'm. I'll, I'll put that in. So I'll, I'll take care of it. Go ahead. So as the train was coming, Peter jumps up and is now in the air and rolls so, with it. Stop. No, no, no. He turns his body <laughs> so that um, his arms and his legs cushion the hit of the train, so they create a little suspension. So it's not just his his body isn't getting hit, but his super strength is absorbing the shock of the train. I don't think and that's how super sticky, strength works. That's how it works. <laughs> and this has been Ralph Explains It All with Ralph. Yeah, you, need, you you totally need a jingle after all these years. You need a jingle for that one. That's I mean that thing that bothered me. That's oh yeah, well the train the train was the the end of it all of like all right you've you've stretched my disbelief about as far as it's going for his able to get up and walk away and then not weeks later hours later go back into a, a rip roaring fight i'm like i don't even think wolverine gets up that fast in the movies that's that super <laughs> spider healing man yeah which with no spiders known for by the way what are you talking about what, the, what about the the south american super healer ah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> the, the tarantula healer yeah the tarantula healer. The tarantula healer um what do we think about the new suit and do you feel like it gets too iron man e i kind of feel that way yeah to i a mean I, I don't like when they keep virgin towards iron man it's like i like the friendly neighborhood spider-man suit i mean he can have his gadgety web shooters and stuff like that and i'm not even minding here and there like you know like the the, the web gliding wings and stuff like that but after a while it's like do you really? I mean, just like Stark would just send his suit out. It's like, why don't you just send your suit out on patrol? <laughs> you Amazing really don't man. need to be you after a while, you know. Uh, I was just wondering, where was Karen, you know, the whole time? Like, where, where is she? She wasn't in the suit, you know, and he never said, hey, Karen, you know, how do I do well, this? Remember, but what remember with the her? new suit, he probably had new AI. Because Karen's with the original suit, and then he, he only did the original suit for a little while, because then he went to the black suit. And then he didn't do. And then he wasn't even in the suit when he when he first met Mysterio. And then after that, you know, he I'm um, the Iron Spider. So, he, so what you're you saying know. is Karen's gonna come back in the next one? All right, she better. I, I really <laughs> miss Karen. Oh um, my good. I want to bounce back real fast to uh, Mysterio and his claims oh. of the multiverse, since uh, Ralph was talking about wait, your excitement wait, for it. Oh, before go before you go to that, did anybody else think it was hilarious when um, he's putting together the suit? And then Hoagie puts on Back in Black, and he's like, I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that was just... <laughs> <laughs> and Happy's just like, oh, fucking millennials. <laughs> that, that's all right. I was sitting next to somebody that was young enough that they went, that, that is ACDC. Yeah? And I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> say it with your chest. Don't say it so fucking... <laughs> Don't be wishy-washy. Say it with your chest. I was like, oh, what are we gonna Mike, Mike, what are we going to say about... Um, no, I was just asking going, now, going, how would we have felt... Um, if even turning into a villain, that's fine. But if Jake Gyllenhaal really was from Earth 833, therefore we would have been opening up the not only would we have been ulti- opening up a multiverse, but opening up the fact that the multiverse is able to get to us and therefore probably us get to them. How would we have felt with that to have been the case? Honestly, if it, if they gave us a great story behind it, I would have loved it. I would pay like six times to watch the movie and over again just to see that over and over again. 
I think I am I would be interested in it. I, and of course the the fanboy in me is like, well now they can explain you know the the the, the fox kind of purchases. Right. And if you wanted to explain that and go, you know, hey, they're on another earth. Yeah. You know, that's how you bring them in and you you don't have to like do a whole um origin story on our earth. You can say it already happened. But yeah. I had a feeling that that, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So See, I I would be deathly afraid of that happening. Um about them bringing it in so willy-nilly because that would therefore be, just like everyone's worried about the, the whole time travel thing, that would now be Marvel Universe's, Cinematic Universe's complete out. That would be their Franklin Richards. Oh, everybody's crying <laughs> that they want to see Tony. Let's bring a Tony from a different universe. Oh, he just won't be quite as sarcastic as the regular Tony. See, he's different. <laughs> and you want Captain America back, you can have him. In fact, there'll be no death ever again, and all of our stories will become as irrelevant as they are in the comic books. That's what my fear would be with the alternate universe that's all that, that would mean that, that would Damn mean that Mike. we would never lose anything listen yeah. as long as they give me a live action spider-verse movie i'd be fine you know they did yeah a live well, action spider i mean i've actually they, they gave they gave you a regular spider-verse they're not gonna do live no, action give me a live action one we saw we saw a spider-verse already we're good no i think a live action spider-verse would not go very well um the animated it works fine enough and also it's not part of the mcu you know I think a live action one that's part of the MCU, like I said, it just, it would beg so much, not just from the audience of just disbelief, but it, it, like I said, it would just, it would just harm it more. Cause I mean, we see what, what it does to the comics. I know you're not a big comic book reader, Ralph, but it harms the comic book universe. The X-Men's David, Day of the Future Past was a wonderful, wonderful two issue story. Just two issues created like 30 something years ago, maybe even 40 years ago. It was a great yeah. story that, because writers have gone back to milk it dry, has just destroyed everything. That's where you get, well, Cable is not from the same universe as Rachel, even though they're both from dystopia futures um, that are from the causes of this world. And everyone from other alternate worlds, somehow, whenever they travel backwards through time, ends up in our universe, which makes no sense because they're always trying to fix things here that won't ever fix things there because they're not really from our timeline, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just gets this this mess of a story mm. that they can't get out of, you know. Yeah. Um, let's get to the to, to not the meat, but obviously we know Spider Man wins. You know he beats Mysterio. The way he, the way the ending. What? <laughs> no, I was kidding. Spoilers. <laughs> the, the 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 grouchy British guy said that in the beginning, so we're good. Um, <laughs> he's not grouchy today. Um, <laughs> no, but but uh, old backstepping cap over there. Yeah, that's me. That's me walking backwards. That's how you make sure nobody stabs you. <laughs> unless you walk into the knife, of course. Yeah. Or unless you live in the Bronx with a knife everywhere. But no, but what I was saying was that now let's get to, you know, one of the main things. Obviously, you know, Mysterio, you know, is defeated, killed. So, you know, supposedly. And then you get to the after credit scenes. How did you feel about the two after credit scenes? Well, like I said before, the Edith told me what was coming in one of them. Right. I mean, I didn't know it was going to be an after credit scene, but I knew it was coming. It was him being outed, you know, uh, because all illusions, you know, are, have ended. Um, that one, I mean, it just still felt great. Could you just imagine <laughs> being Spider-Man? Not only have you just been outed, but it's like, oh, yeah, I've just been accused of killing someone that everyone thinks is a hero and trying to commit terrorist acts all across Europe. Yep. <laughs> my, I think my, my jaw dropped more between that and then who delivered the news. Oh, it was wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> James Jonah Jameson. To see, to see. No, but not only that it's James Jonah Jameson, yeah. it's the guy who played it 
in the first run of Spider-Man. Yeah, J.K. Simmons is just fantastic. You know, J.K. Simmons is the man. He, I mean, they, there's just no way you can get around him. He is the perfect person to play J. Jonah Jameson. You know, um, yeah. no, it was great seeing him and, and seeing the audience get all excited uh, about seeing him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am curious to see where we're going to pick up. Like, are we going to pick up moments after, months after? Um, you know, I mean, is that other question? Does Shield still have a reputation? That's you know good in the world because if so they'll be like no it's all a lie, you know. Well, and here we have proof this way to back it up, which we know is not going to happen because that would be an easy out. You know? According right. to uh, Agents of Shield TV show, Shield is still rebuilding and they're still kind of underground. So yeah, but the TV show and the MCU, I mean, I don't know how related they are. I mean, they didn't involve the snap at all, so they did. They did. Did they? No. Maybe they just haven't gotten there yet. I'm silent because I haven't. I didn't get a chance to watch the show. So, but uh, but I like that. Um, like I said, I did like the reveal because it's you know just to see where they're going to go with this, and uh, I can't wait to see what Flash thinks about this. Right? <laughs> you mean Dickwad? Spider Man? Spider Man's number one fan. Hey, what's up, dweeb? <laughs> I just really like it when he like finally just slapped him. I was like, yeah, that's what you get for taking someone's glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you entitled prick. Uh, but now, what did we think about? Yeah. Now, what do we think about? More than likely, it's it, it still more than likely prelude to Secret Invasion. I would still imagine that's where we're going to go, or it could just simply be a Kree Scroll uh, war that they could be yeah. heading towards, which still would probably lead towards Secret Invasion. I was still pretty excited about that. Aren't, aren't they doing the Eternals in Phase uh, Four? At some point, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it, it's. I thought it was really interesting, like the whole fact that. Um, who was it that was saying, like, Peter was also saying, like, Nick Fury seems a little weird? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And he's like, I don't know. So that, that kind of gave it away a little bit. But then mm-hmm. once you see um, that it was the scrolls, and you're like, oh, that explains why Peter had a funny feeling about him. Right. You so mean his, the, Peter, his Peter Tingle? His Peter Tingle. Which, Peter Tingle. Like, I thought that at this point, he, I mean, he's been Spider-Man for a while. He I would realize how to use his, his spider sense, you know? Right. Well, that's another thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, they're kind of playing fast and loose with us in time and his experience level. Um, and since we don't have an actual way to figure out what it is without them just telling us flat out, it, you know, it's, because the thing is, the closest we got to, to recognizing that he has a spider sense was in Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, yeah when, when he's on the bus. Yeah. Um, and that's what you're assuming we're seeing, you know, but, you know, who knows how that goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was... I, it's funny because I know a lot of people that other podcasters that I've kind of listened to and that I'm cool friends that I'm friends with and we talk about it and they talked about, you know, it, you know, they've already introduced the scrolls and the Captain Marvel. It's it's within their reach to do, you know, secret invasion. I'm like, oh, come on. They're not going to do that. And when when it was Fury and uh, and um, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Hill. Mm-hmm. And they both turned to the scrolls. I was like, oh, fuck. And then when you see what's his name, you know, um. Nick Fury actually on the ship with a bunch of squirrels. I'm like, oh, it actually could happen. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you imagine it's something to do with the Kree more than likely, as opposed yeah. to obviously looking about an inner invasion here. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they're going. Because, I mean, I don't, like I've said it a billion times. I mean, even if they use the titles, which I actually hate the fact that they use titles of things and then don't give me what they are, um, you know, just give me a fresh story and I'm good. Make it a good right. story, make it fresh. That's I all mean, I need. The Kree did say they, they were going to return. Well, they're always going to return. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. After this I message. Swear. I swear <laughs> oh, we'll be goodness. back. 
The maybe skeletal says the same thing too. We'll be back, maybe. Uh, curse you, he. May, I mean, uh, nah. curse you, Agents of Shield. <laughs> so let me ask you this question before we go into renaming the film and ratings. Um, Mysterio, where do you rank him amongst the all of Marvel's villains? Because now we got another good Marvel villain. They're finally starting to come up with some good villains. I would have to re- actually think about the other Marvel villains again and where I put them. But I mean, he would be up there. Well. Well, let's go. Let's let's think of top three, and and, and I'm just throwing it out there: I'd Thanos, Loki, Killmonger, Vulture. I didn't think Killmonger does he, was that of a villain, but um, I mean, no, Killmonger, but, but, but but when you talk to people, a lot of people talk about how great Killmonger was. A lot of people said a lot of things about the Black Panther that weren't true. Um, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, gentlemen, Kill- Mike is black. He can say that. Go ahead. <laughs> I could say it even if I wasn't. <laughs> um, Killmonger would be my least of them all. Um, Thanos, probably, I don't know, Loki's got a good turn, too. It's somewhere between Loki and Thanos at the top. I just can't figure out which way I want to put them. Um, and then after that, it would probably be uh, Vulture, and then, I guess, Mysterio. Out of those five that you listed, and then Killmonger would be the last. Okay. I just found him Ralph? very, I just felt Killmonger very one note, or okay. one and a half notes. All right. Ralphie. I'd put him somewhere in the top five. Because oh, like that's where I just put it. I gave you five. It's only five. <laughs> the Mandarin was like you know. Eh. Oh, don't even get me started on that. You nonsense. don't count the Mandarin. Oh my God. And then well, well, what's, what was you, the guy? You count ba- backlash also? Backlash was it? Backlash? Oh uh, no, it's um whiplash, whiplash, whiplash. And then Obadiah Stain, not really much of. A okay, villain. okay, okay. You're done. You're done. Uh, I'm like a bartender. I, I, I'm calling then, it a night for you. The Winter Soldier becomes a hero, so can't really. All right. Um, what's the guy in? Uh, you in do Batman? understand. You've got twenty-two other films to go through besides this Horny? one. So, what was his name? Who? In Ant Man. Which one? The villain. The villain in Ant Man. Oh, uh, uh, um, the Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket. Yeah. So oh, it's okay. Like, so I put I put Mysterio in top five. Okay. Why did we leave out Doctor Strange, Cassilius? I mean, he wasn't a good villain, but you left he him out. He was not. He, no, was he was not a good villain. No, he was not a good villain. That's why. That's why I left out. All right, so let's um, let's go into it. Um, renaming the film, Ralph. What would you rename Spider Man: Far From Home? Spider Man: Not Far From Hormones. Ah, <laughs> okay. His there. his is better than mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Spider Man: Far From Average. Ooh, Mike, nice. Nah, nah. That's, I'm sorry, Cap, but that's not your best. Wow. I winged that one, and I did better than you. Damn. For, for 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 once. Wow, wow you look at thought you. about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> look, I, if I would if I was able to move my computer to the left so I could stroke myself off, I'd be probably better too. <laughs> you have clear thoughts anyway. Oh my god. Anyway, Mike, go ahead. I hate uh, opening that basket. I just call it Far from a Happy Home Run with Anne May. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. All right. So now let's get into it. What everybody's been waiting for. Ratings. For Spider-Man: Far From Home, same order. Ralph, I give this nine. Um, sorry, nine. Top of the dome. Look at me. Blah blah blah. Wow. I give it nine <laughs> whiny caps out of ten. <laughs> I have nothing to say to you. Mike? Okay. <laughs> My who, who's directing? Wow! <laughs> Clearly not you. Woo. <laughs> Go I'm, ahead, I'm Mike. You're instigating. Yeah, exactly. What you do well, yep. Mike. 
Uh, I give it, I wanted to give it nine, but that exposition. Um, I gave it eight and a half. <laughs> Mysterio was bitten by radioactive exposition out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a superpower. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh my God. I, 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 the, the exposition didn't bother me too much, but I, it did feel like 1967, those old cartoons. Well, it's, just, it's the writer in me. I'm like, and the thing is, I do understand it is hard. It's hard when you have to put in exposition. Like if a movie, if a movie can't just show you what it's doing, and and not every movie is capable. Sometimes you just have no other choice but to tell people what's going on, and I get it, and it's hard. But they were just like, yeah, we probably could have thought of a really much better way, but eh, let's just throw it out. <laughs> you know, all that exposition was missing is him thanking the food delivery guy that delivered food to them every time they were planning their scheme. <laughs> Wow. I'd like to thank little Johnny from uh, Domino's Pizza that always brought us those pizzas, hot and fresh, every night. <laughs> evil, evil, evil Johnny, because he, he knew what we were up to. Yes, Mike, my, Mike, I know who the master of exposition is, but that's something we'll talk about pod, off podcast. <laughs> what did you rate um, it, sir? I rated it eight and a half night monkeys out of ten. I, I'm with you, Mike. Where oh, it's night monkey. It, it was nine. It was a nine. I wanted to give it a nine, but there's a couple of things that just felt like it pulled down just a little bit. Not yeah. much, but a little bit. Yeah, so it was just a little bit. I still like really enjoyed it. And I did was hoping for exposition exposition at the end. Peter, I'm dying. I'm dying because I was injured at this. <laughs> <laughs> but before I die, I'm gonna do one thing that's gonna be horrible. Horrible and it's gonna just just ruin your future from then on. Anyhow, enjoy your life. <laughs> would, you, would you consider Mysterio's death a suicide? Because it was his drones that shot him. Oh my uh, god! We just call it stupid, <laughs> right? It's, but oddly enough, but once again, he was shot. I'm like, oh, just not in the head. I guess we are honoring his his actual death. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So there you have it, Spider-Man: Far From Home. So good, even Mr. Cooper liked it, and he did. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Cooper, Ivan. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, don't shocked. go anywhere, I guys. Who, I'm surprised. Oh, they said who? I was like, wow, damn, he hasn't been on that long. <laughs> but don't go anywhere, even if you're Ivan, if you're listening, because Geeks on the Go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right. It's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. Now we're worth the wait. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, this was a longer episode than usual, but I feel like with, with once again, like an Avengers film, with Spider-Man, you have to go a little bit longer. No spoilers for Mark? I don't know if MJ agrees, but we'll find out, I guess, when in the adult version of Spider-Man. <laughs> well, MJ, Spider-Man, far though. from pulling out. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. 
All right, perverts, let's go for it. So you know the you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we've only made it under a minute once. See, because yeah, he lies about them being quick questions. That's why. <laughs> oh, please, you with the freaking law. You told my exposition. You're just mad to make it talk longer than you can. In <laughs> <laughs> a quick question, yes. <laughs> well, let's go for it. Let's see how long your fucking expletive answer is. Ready, set, go. Gun to your head. Choose one movie to watch for the rest of your life. Dark Phoenix or X3? Ralph. The Magician's Apprentice. That's not a choice. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Mike. Uh, the, movie, the movie of me pulling the trigger of the guy's gun and shooting me in the head. <laughs> oh, God. I hate you both. <laughs> if you could get a tattoo of one combo character, it would be blank. Mike. A big tattoo of man thing. So I can say, you want to see my giant size man thing? <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're like extra pervy today. Uh, Ralph, or you guys? I would get a tattoo of all the different Batman logos throughout the years. Like, going into one another. Okay. Yeah. Gabe would hate you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> if existed in real life, which bat weapon would you want to get your hands on? Batarang, grappling hook, or smoke bombs? Ralph. The Batarang. So when someone comes at me, I'll throw it first. And they'd be like, ah, oh, you missed. I'm like, did I? And it comes and hits him in the back of the head. <laughs> Mike? Um, I I'm also have the batarang me. because how else would I get people out of the way on the streets? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, see, in New York, it's different than Wisconsin. I'm just saying. I'd hit them in Wisconsin, too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that they were actually in my way. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And hot take. Name a geek movie that everyone loves. But you think sucks, Ralph. Uh, oh, wait. I read the question the wrong way. I knew when, when you said that. I was wondering when you were talking before we started recording again. I figured you read it wrong. So I'll come back to you. Give you a second to think about it. All right. Mike, name a geek movie that everyone loves, but you think sucks. And I know you're going to come up with a good one. Holy shit. Go ahead. The Dark Knight Rises. I, I can't stand that movie. And and Venom, I don't even know why anyone likes Venom. But particularly <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises. Damn, Mike, Mike went for two. <laughs> oh, I could have gone for a lot more. <laughs> All beef patty, I'll give you two. All right. All right, Ralph. Uh, Iron Man 3 and Howard the Duck. I don't know how people could stand that one. Yeah, that's a rough one. <laughs> I don't know how anyone finds that enjoyable either. But but I, I, I don't think people really do. I don't, say, I don't think people really do. Listen, there's, um, there's a whole... There's uh, a following. There's a whole subreddit of people who love Howard the Duck. They're yeah. all weird. And they're on Reddit. <laughs> shout out, shout out to They're always following like, now. You guys just don't understand. It's like, no, 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 no. That just means you like a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you don't understand what's going on. It just confuses okay, well, you and you think you like it. What's the, what is it with Reddit anyway? But let me not get started on that because I know that, I know some people. Shout out to Ruben. Shout out to Gabe. Who look at Reddit? I'm like, what? What is it? Is, is it? Listen, there's a whole subreddit of people who love Reddit. <laughs> That's scary. Uh, is that like one of those Russian dolls where it's a doll inside of a doll inside of a doll? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. You know what's funny? I'll, I'll and they're all creepy geek. looking. Wow. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of a, of a geek movie that I don't like, but everybody else does. Oh, I got one. Um, what was that name of that goddamn movie that was done by, by, um, oh shit, Wanted. There we go. 
No. Yeah. No, fucking hate Wanted. I fucking hate Wanted. <laughs> I loved movie. Wanted. What are you talking jo- about? Joe and I. Shout out to Joe the intern. Joe Curve and I. Bullet. Where's my laundry? Dumb as fuck. <laughs> dumb as fuck. And the end. What will you do? Shut the fuck up. It, it was dumb, dumb, dumb. Wasted my time. So glad I returned that movie back when you can actually sell your DVDs back. <laughs> now all you do is go up and people are like, what is that? Oh, it's, it's it's uh, it's the disc that you use with the shotgun, and you go you go pull. <laughs> with with that movie, I would have totally thrown it at somebody. No lie, no lie. <laughs> Fucking hated wanted. Anyway, shout outs. Let's go to shout outs. <laughs> Mike, any shout outs? No, I'm sick and tired of shouting out you people. No, actually, I don't have anybody. You all, I love you all. And if Wait you're listening, you know I love you all. So you don't, you're not shouting out your niece. You're not no. shouting out Aaron. Not your niece, the other Aaron. Nope. Um, you're not shouting out Ruben. You're not shouting out JP. Nothing. No, you've done it for me now. Thank you. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. I'm glad to be of, glad to be of service. My, uh, Ralph. They know they're loved by me. All of them. I like to shout out all the people. Uh, the Cap and Mike have not shout out to yet. Thank you for listening. Well, thank goodness. Hopefully, one of them is an English teacher because obviously you need some help. Uh, <laughs> listen. Grammatical things are not my forte. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess for me, I'm always going to shout out um, my homegirl in South Carolina, always showing me love. I swear to God, every time we have an episode, she hits me up on, on um, Facebook Messenger and telling me, like, that was good. Oh, here's what she said. She said, hey, guys, you guys, you know, want me to get into Marvel? Why don't you throw out, like, a, like a, a little segment of books I should be reading? I'm like, okay. Challenge accepted. Or you could just go back and listen to our, one of our really bad episodes in the first 10. <laughs> oh, oh, we use the skinny mics? <laughs> yeah, my God. Oh, my God. Those, those Logitech mics, they were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny we that we're just starting out, all right? Jeez. Don't blame, <laughs> you know, the, tech. blame the tech equipment. No, no, not blaming the tech at all. The tech did a great job. All no, I'll say it was is the Logitech. <laughs> but, those, but those were the leaner years. Those were the leaner years, even for me. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> me, 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 and those mics were both skinny. Now we're both fat and round. <laughs> You're still leaning into the dessert case. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You shout out to Jocelyn though she'll never listen to this episode. But shout out to her. I had her in my brain. I don't know. It's just kind of when you said that. I'm like, oh, Jocelyn. <laughs> What's going on in Sweden? Have you heard? Well, I miss our our Swedish fans. Johannes, yes. Johannes, I hope he's been doing well. He's been doing okay. I know that he I know he caught the last episode, but I don't know if he's just plainly shouting us out like out of like obligation. It's kind of like when you say <laughs> I love you to somebody and you kind of love him, you're like I love you. You know, I wonder if it's out of obligation or if he genuinely truly still listens to us. Oh, yes, Johannes, that's a challenge. Questions <laughs> asked in the Trump bedroom. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, shout out to, to, to my um to my artists, new and old, whether it's Love and Comfort, whether it's JP, whether it's Lula Lucas. Um, shout out to you guys. Hope to get you guys on the show soon. And I know we got a couple of other people lining up. Mike and I met a really interesting person, but we'll talk to Ralph about that off cast. And I know Ralph's got somebody up his sleeve, so hopefully we'll be covering some more independent artists very, very soon. I just hope he's wearing deodorant. Sometimes. Who, Ralph? No, or or yeah. the artist? That person okay. up his sleeve is going to be suffering. Yeah, dude, dude. You can't do the pronoun game after I just gave a bunch of people shout-outs. You guys, I hope he, I'm like, okay, well, that arrow's on half of them. <laughs> Anything else we want to do before we have this one minute, 20 second podcast to a close? 
one minute mean? and twenty seconds. Well, it's one eighteen now, but by the time you guys finish talking, it'll be one twenty. You mean it'll an still hour. be over a minute? I'm sorry, and an hour. Seconds. I'm sorry, an hour, an hour and twenty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see. think what we should do is go home. <laughs> Ralph's, Ralph's not Ralph's not good with grammar. I'm not good with math. <laughs> and numbers, like, math. Mike's like, we're shutting up. Time. So we're we're, we're, we're we're a loving group. We were meant to be together. So for so for MFG, Mike the Finance. Guy. No, you are not taking this away from me. <laughs> you are not. Ta- okay, Ralph, go ahead. Go ahead. Try it now. <clears throat> so. For MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Don't speak for me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> RT squared, Ralph the Tech. You I'm the cap squared. saying, keep it geeky. No, 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 no. You don't call yourself the cap. You call yourself Ralph. Go, do it again. One more time, please. All right. So, for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, I'm RT squared, Ralph the Tech. And that bald guy over there who's uh, obviously pooped his underpants is the cap saying, keep it geeky and have a good night. Yeah. Wow. No? That's no. about right. No. I, I couldn't tell the difference between the two of you. Good night. See you guys closed. next time. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>